0: And the better you take care of it, the better it grows. And that's just with ourselves as human beings. We evolve, we learn, we educate ourselves. Because the more we educate ourselves, or the more we push ourselves, the more we grow, the more better we become. become. Come on now, you know, Come on. no one you know picks us to, to be our, our peak. The Lord does, you know. We have a whole yeah. different will here, and people don't understand that. So like I can say, when you see the time and effort, the process that it took to make what you're eating, mm-hmm. the end result is the nutrition that's going in your body. Like the more you push yourself, you grow. If you just stay in one place and you're not pushing yourself or you're not um, pouring into yourself, you're not going to grow.
1: Hey, what's going on? This is your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now back to the episode. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got V, we got the Veneta experience. <laughs> we got Veneta King in the house, senior IT audit professional, over 15 years in corporate America, serial entrepreneur, Cigar Lounge founder, and multiple serial entrepreneurs. She has her own pursuits going on. Vanetta, welcome to the
0: show. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on, everyone? It's the Vanetta
1: experience. (laughs) (laughs) Man, and it's exciting how I met uh, V, man. First of all, it started through Turo. Yeah, Turo. we had like a, it was almost like a, usually when I'm doing Turo, I'm just giving people keys and there's like collecting keys and it's like, but we bye. started, yeah, it was like, bye. Okay, here's a key. Okay, thank you, drop off. But it was so, you were like so intelligent. Like you had a lot of different things going on corporate America, you are going to Houston, you have a cigar lounge yep. you are doing other entrepreneurial pursuits to as help helping people build their own businesses so I, I was just like man this is a black superwoman, she's just moving and moving and <laughs> just getting things done so definitely excited to have you on the show today. Well
0: thank you for having me I'm still trying to fumble with my camera and get the right position, I'm like what is going on it's not the, the norm but you know, I'll make it work Yeah, and yeah. thanks let's, for having let's me it's exciting Mm-mm. when someone wants to learn about you. Um,
1: yeah, you know. yeah. yeah, And I think you being in America and corporate America for 15 years as a Black woman, is interesting because I spoke to, uh, what was her name, Dr. Ashley. Lippon. Yeah,
0: I actually heard some of her podcasts,
1: yeah. Yeah, and she was talking about her experiences in corporate America. And some of it sounded like pretty awesome, but some of it sounded like pretty bashing. Like, you got to go through people looking at you a certain way, people treating you a certain way. How, you know, even before we get there, tell us about your background. You know, (laughs) did your your parents work in corporate America? Were they entrepreneurs? Kind of like.
0: So now, so my parents did not work in corporate America. Uh, my background came from, um, I was raised in a very traditional setting where the women were actually housewives and my grandfather was actually um, a millionaire. I didn't know until I'm an adult. I know that he never like, said anything, but he like owned properties in D.C. He was very well known in, in D.C. He, um, established a lot of things in the, um, the government, which is now like the DC government and so forth. Um, especially with the Capitol Hill police, um, and so forth. So he did a lot of things and he actually was a parapreneur and not know it, but he also, um, was a landlord. He had a, um, apartment buildings. He owned property on 14th street. He had a townhouse out there. And then, um, yeah, so my grandfather was always doing stuff and I was just like growing up, like my dad, first of all, was in the military. So we, I was born and raised in Germany. So traveling all my life since I was like in the womb but um so no seeing my grandfather in DC was always like our home base because my mom is from DC so we will always go back home to see our you know her family and just seeing him do stuff and move and shake and I was like I do not be like my grandfather he like a boss yeah. in my head even I was like a little girl I just was like I do not be like my granddad because like I saw how the men in my family they were like um, you know just chilling they were hard workers but the women were always like in the kitchen very domesticated cooking cleaning and so forth and I was just like like I could do that too but I was like I, I want more out of life and just being someone's wife and being you know, a housewife and raising kids and so forth. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to um, be like my grandfather. So he was the one that kind of sparked my entrepreneurial spirit in me in a young age. And um, like I said, my dad, he worked for the military. He was in the army and my mom was a housewife. So, but she also had some entrepreneurial spirits about her. Like she would start these little businesses, these multi-level marketing. This was way before that word even came out. She would do right. stuff like Tupperware or sell Andre or do little th- nicknames. Max. She was always selling stuff. So she would do it, but she would never finish. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I, I need to not, <laughs> I need to have a spirit of completion because <laughs> she right. wouldn't finish things. But she, she was a housewife. So it allowed her the ability to actually nibble and down well and take risks when my father would move places because she couldn't just work a traditional job because she would leave two or three years later or whatever the case, my dad's assignment. She had to literally like follow him through his career. And that's another thing too. I was like, I don't want to be married. And then I have to rely on my husband's career to, provide and when it's time to go I gotta leave and maybe I like where we're at you know in that case so that's where everything stemmed from my dad didn't do corporate America he actually did the the military and I appreciate him for serving the 22 years he served and uh, providing a lifestyle for me and my brother uh, to to travel the world and that's what kind of was like it's a combination of seeing my dad and grandfather um, just kind of be businessmen in that sense even though my dad worked for the government he still was able to travel I think travel really sparked it out a lot. Um, mm. Have the ability to travel. I think a lot of people, if they travel more, they can see what they can become because you see a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, that's definitely true. And it's interesting because when you travel, it kind of like cracks open your perspective. And you're right; right. like you, you, you begin to see like, okay, people back home think this certain kind of way. People over here think like this. People right. over there like that. Um, growing up and seeing your family hierarchy and, you know, the men worked, brought home, the, you know, bacon, yeah, put they the did. money down, and the women were kind of like, okay, I'm taking care of the house, household chores, raising the kids. At what age were you kind of like, you know what, let, let me kind of rethink how I'm going to do this. Like, were you like, you know what, like, I'm going to go to school, and then first from there, I'm going to start my own
0: business, then I'm going go to corporate America. Um, like, It was young. It was like probably around when, um, I'm going to say middle school because I was always like a great student, um, but I was always like rebellious. Like okay. I didn't want to go against, like uh, do what they wanted to do. Like I definitely knew I was a leader. I didn't want to follow like the rules. And needless to say, people used to think like, "Oh, that couldn't. That's not her." Because she wilding, yeah, wilding, She, wilded, like, oh, she does this, but I was like the the student that would question the teachers. So why is that? Why why? why, you know, I read the whole book and I know we're only looking at this chapter or these chapters, so what about this? Or, you know, why are we only limited to this book and we're not using other resources? And so I was always the one, like, pushing the teacher to always, like, like challenge them with questions so they found it in that era to be disrespectful like you're Mm. you know talking back back talk or whatever so I used to get in trouble a lot even though I was like the smartest (laughs) in the class but I just the fact that I was fearless and questioning an adult in front of an audience they were like like who's this little girl coming along you know doing this and um it's just funny that like I said it just happened at a young age and I just knew like okay I'm I'm just at my own pace or do my own you know thing and I think like I said middle school sparked it especially when I started playing sports. Um, being six feet tall um, at um, 12, it's like, you know, I had to use my ability um, to to do things. So I always was competitive and wanted to do certain things. So I kind of always like was like, I'm going to be the first to do this or I'm going to go ahead and do it. Like what's the, you know, like I used to compete against boys running track in eighth grade because they didn't have a lot of girls running track. So I would run in the men heat, the boys' heat, but they would still clock it as a woman's, you know, heat. A girl team, mm. so even though I would beat the boys in their time, it would still be like I'm mean, at first place because I was like the only girl running. So Yo, um, that's crazy. Yeah, so it was it's things like that that happened, and my name would get out, and people were like, "Oh, you're the girl that you know runs with the boys," and that in that sense. And so I always kind of like was a leader and setting stuff and just being a trend starter with certain things that wasn't like girly like or woman doing this or doing that so um, that kind of like carried along with me and even like moving to Maryland um, that was in North Carolina when I first started sports and then moving to Maryland my dad retired and being in high school we actually had a strand of programs that kind of helped encourage the business side of me Um, so I was in the finance strand so I did accounting and business stuff I actually worked for a bank as a summer intern Mm -hmm. and so I was working my teacher was like yeah like an old soul and I, mean, I think this environment would be great for you. So I learned about baking and money. And then I ended up taking like college classes and took business um, as one of my first classes. And my teacher was from Maui, Hawaii. And he would talk about that. And I'm like, oh, wow. He was like, yeah, but now you should go to college outside of the, the States or, you know, he's like Virgin Islands would be great. And I was just like, I wasn't even thinking about college. That's what was weird because I was like, oh, I'm in school, this, that, and, there, and I'm just going to go work. But. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to school. And I literally applied to one college. Got in. <laughs> <ride>. too <laughs> I went to University of Maryland, College Park, and the rest was like history. But we actually created the first entrepreneurship um, program at Maryland. And like I said, that sparked it even more. And I still have my paper till this day mm-hmm. writing about a business that I was going to do. We had to do a feasibility plan. And like from start to finish, like I had to do quantitative analysis. Like, I interviewed someone who was in the field that I wanted to do and get all this data and just like build the feasibility plan to become determine if this business is going to be successful. So like I said, my path or my trajectory, I kind of like um, created it myself and then things started falling into place. So I kind of was like the first to do this, the first to do that, to talk about this or, you know, um, being a leader. And um, that helped to, you know, entice that was already. I'm going to say entice, but enhance that was already there. Kind of pull it out me. So I was able to put myself in positions where I could like use my skill set that was already innate in me to come out. Because like I said, my seeing my grandfather do stuff, my dad, and it was just like, okay, I know it's in me. Let me go ahead and do this. But. mm it's like you have a hunger for life you know it's like I would say it's a hunger to just control your own life and that's why <laughs> and that's that's why I have a whole personal brand called the Vanetta experience And I think everyone should have their own experience in, in life and and share it with you know anyone who's willing to listen because I think we're all here to serve as one another and pay it forward um you know we're all here for a purpose and you just got to find your purpose I think I found my purpose early on I'm an information sharer and an influencer so it's just like okay you know these terms are newer within the last eight years you're hearing this you know are like mm-hmm. um, thought leader um, these, right. <laughs> these, these words are newer <laughs> whereas like 20 years ago you would never hear anyone call themselves a thought leader or a influencer, or you know that type of um, um, like I said I'm here to share information whether it be good or bad and you know that ties into corporate America I was in roles where and I'm in an advisory position as a lead IT senior auditor and I had always walked into that position I didn't start at a junior level I kind of walked myself into that position as I was explaining to you early in essence how I kind of strategically planned myself to tap into that industry because I didn't go to school for IT which would have took a lot longer but IT changes so much It's like I'm learning outdated stuff. So I had an opportunity to enhance my resume skills to show like, hey, I can do this IT stuff. And I literally like learned it on the job and just did as much as I could to obtain the information, figure it out, and be able to articulate it to a group of people. Because IT professionals, they think one way, and business professionals think another way. So I was a person in the middle. In between. Being able to say, hey, the business people need this in the front end the IT people need to hear how it needs to look in the back end. So I was like, this is the requirement it needs to do this so we can show like this on the front end. So those are the type of transitions I had to use because it was like speaking literally to apples and oranges because the business people didn't understand what the IT people had to do. IT people didn't understand what the business people needed to do. So you need Who were the most to,
1: difficult people and, to work with? Was it the business people that were kind of like, man, like I got to talk to them again. They a little bit more diff Or oh, was it the IT people that is like more rigid and like they want it this way and they don't want it No,
0: changed? the IT people are really, um, they were easier for me to, to work with. The business people are a lot difficult because they don't want changes. They don't want, they don't like the challenges. They just want, well, I just want to be able to do this. and push this button. Okay, That's but not. it doesn't work like that because I need seven codes in the back to uh-huh. it's just for that one button to be pushed. So this kind of like they want to see it this way because they're using it on the front end and I have to go to the back end. People say, hey, this is the way it needs to look or this is how this module should operate. We need to be able to do this, 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 you know. So they operate off of execution, whereas business people, they don't operate off of execution. They actually have to execute a lot of the transactions and make things happen. So they are doing the processes to what the IT people are um, de- developing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because and that environment right because there's so much back and forth you've got to take that condense it understand what each party wants and then make like develop the bridge between the two of them
0: yeah so you're interpreting data and you got to be able to speak the language to the it professionals and then you got to speak the language to the business professionals. so you need someone who can be able to do both and not a lot of people have that skill set um, some IT people, uh, they're kind of, well, we're kind I'm part of that loop, you know, um, they think they're weird or we're a lot of intro, introverted, whereas the business people, they're extroverted cause they have to help yeah. customers. They have to talk to the customers, they have to do all that. The IT people, we don't have to do that much yeah. with customers. So like me, I'm a social introvert, meaning that we, like with how we met, I can converse and, and it's enticing and you're like, okay, good. But it's draining to me after we leave, I'm like, oh god, my energy is like, oh god. So I couldn't do that customer facing daily uh-huh. because it would drain me. And I've worked in those environments. I used to work in a mall back in the day. And it was just like draining, helping customers because in our society, in America, customers are always right. That's and right. it's like, but it has to be a, a, a draw somewhere where you're not always right. So. Um, in that sense, and it can be draining because you're trying to constantly please somebody who doesn't know what their pleasure level is. So, where IT, they kind of like, here's an assignment. I need you to do this spec, get it done. They're head down, they're working on a code, they're trying to um, test it, they're playing around with it. They don't have to customer face, they just got to work as a team trying to figure it out and go through these various stages. This change process, this process. And so, uh, various people have to look at it. They have to test it in a whole different environment before they put it into production. And once it goes live, they got to see how it goes. They do a lot of quality um, testing to ensure that's what the cl- uh, client wanted. And then it's done. And then the IT person is like, whew they're done. (laughs) So it's it's a lot of behind the scenes that go on. It's a lot of meetings that have to be held. The IT people are really very quiet and they're listening to instructions. Um, And then the business people, they're like, well, I want this, I want that. They want all the bells and whistles. And it's like, hey, Mm. this system is limited. It can only do X, Y, and Z. You better work with what you got now. Exactly. So most Older institutions, like financial institutions, they have legacy systems that are old and they just don't do the stuff. So that's why you have so many developers that are developing applications, you know, constantly, like these apps are popping up constantly because people, you know, want to be able to make everything user-friendly, quick to, to make changes and modify. So mm. yeah. it's interesting. So that's what keeps me like exciting because it's like, let me try to figure this out. What's so great about this? What can this do? Or what can it do? What are the limitations? Do we even know? So so it wow. just constantly keeps me intrigued. It's like it's always gonna pique my interest versus doing something mundane like accounting, like because I was an accountant before mm. and that's just the consistent running transactions, doing reconciliations, and you do the same stuff over and right over, over and over. And over, again. over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I can see how that can get extremely repetitive and then boring. Um, now, when you were in that position, right, as the, you know, IT auditing and supervisor, did you see a lot of people that looked like you or were you kind of nah, like the nah, only? Nah. Or was it like if he was rare, like if you saw nah. another brother or sister? Ooh, what?
0: So the behind the scenes of um, my advisory position, because that's the role I play, I'm dealing with managers, I'm dealing with directors, I'm dealing with you know the, the betterment of the company as a whole, what the president wants, legal, compliance, Like you have to juggle all these different things, but your main focus is integrity of the company and what the company wants and their shareholders. So it's like, I have to be this independent thinker. I can't allow all that stuff going on, I have to go in and say, okay, this is the objective I'm doing. This is the things that we need to do. So when I'm interacting in those environments, they're not people that look like me. So they're the directors, like I said, the the heads of these departments, which are mostly white males. And, and very house- few white females and very, very, very few, um, Asians people, yeah. and so forth yeah people of color okay, how is that? Hispanics there's hardly any Hispanics I work for work with mm. in
1: my line of work how's that interaction do you feel uh, because I remember talking to Dr Ashley little and she was talking about mm-hmm. sometimes like how one day she kind of like broke down in tears because it was just it was too much and she felt like people were trying to belittle her and oh
0: yeah did, I've did, had did, maybe one or two of those moments where like I was. I'm not a crier, so I probably, you know, I didn't cry. But it just it. You could see. I'm one of them people that my expressions are written all over my face. So if I'm walking in a room and some things are not good, like my face is going to be like, <laughs> my, you'll you'll see my facial expression before you hear the words come out my mouth to know like, oh okay, this may not be good. Man. Yeah, let, let's get ourselves straight right. for her. So but the she, thing she is, she like, playing no games. As black women, we cannot bring our authentic selves to work. So, hmm. when you're passing by and they're like, hey, Vanetta, how, they, they can even say your na- name correctly because I do not have a traditional name. My name is very uncommon. Um, Vanetta, it, <laughs> some people don't know how to pronounce it. They look at it first, you know, and you understand because you have a similar, <laughs> um, you know, we That's have a right. similarity with that, with your name, it's like people see it and it's like, oh, if, how can I pronounce this? So, for them to even get your name right is, is good, but if anything, I'm like, Miss King, you can always address me as Miss King. My last name is very simple, King. It's one of the best names. Names in the world, no one's gonna top a king. That's right. <laughs> so, um, although you know I could be a queen, but I'm I'm still a king. Um, my well, surname. Cool. So um, I have no problem correcting people, and I think a lot of people have a problem correcting people. And mm-hmm. in my line of work, I have to be able to correct people correctly. You know, with finesse. That's right. So it took a long time for me to get there. But yeah, at times like you're not your authentic self, so I have to go in and pull myself up. This is just work. I clock in, I do what I need to do, and then I leave. I am not representing my authentic self. I am their lead IT auditor. I go in and I get the work done, and I have to care of myself as such. I have to be professional at all times because that's what they expect of us. It's almost like you're an athlete in the professional realm, like wow. you gear up, like I'm like at home, like woof, let me I'm do my gone. stretches and stuff. Let me, let me get on my, my knowledge. Let me research. And then I go into the office. It's like, you're performing at your highest level at all times because people are watching. They're watching to see your movements. They're watching to see what you do. They're watching to hear what you say, how you say it, how you articulate yourself. Um, I, I find it very disturbing that the fact that you have to even acknowledge that I speak extremely well like, why wouldn't I speak extremely well? What did you expect of me? Because they see mm. one layer of you and they're like, they make assumptions. However, I tell people there's layers to a lot of people. I was born and raised in Germany. I spoke German first before I spoke English. You know, wow. I was in a whole different culture. So don't assume that I'm just immersed in an African-American culture or this black culture or whatever you want to call it. I had a whole German culture layered on top of me before I even knew my blackness. Like when you're born, no, your parents don't say, hey, you're black. No, <laughs> it's like, hey, you're Banana. You need to know who Banana is. I'm didn't look in the mirror and was like, hey, I'm a black little girl. No, I didn't have to go through that stuff. It wasn't until like I came to the states, and then it was like all these labels. I grew up on a yep. farm. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you know, Ooh. it's a lot of stuff that layers that I had to go through. Like I, I had fresh food that we had to actually, you know, curate ourselves and go to the garden and pick out and plant stuff and watch it harvest and pick it at a certain time. Um, tend to the animals you know, clean the horse, clean the pig stuff, you know, it was like I had stuff that I was doing to eat my food whereas other people, they just go to the grocery store. I mean, we went to the grocery store too for certain items. However, for the the majority of our food, we grew it or, you know, we took care of it and then we ate it. And it's just a different, you know, way of living. How's that experience? From I loved it. I loved it because you get to see life. Like when you see life evolve and then you appreciate what you're eating, like fresh milk tastes Totally better than this pasteurized milk that we mm-hmm. guys, you know, we all are accustomed to drinking in the United States. Fresh food that comes out the garden and you rinse it off—you just rinsing the dirt off, you know—and you're eating it. Your food in the grocery store that passed by 20 people hands—all types of bacteria on your food. That's the stuff you got to wash off. Where right? I just go out to the garden, pick some vegetables, wash the dirt off, and it's fine, you know. So um, it's just a different way of life. It's just, it just—it makes a. a um, A different outlook you see like i said you see life evolve and then you you appreciate the fact that you got to wait to see stuff flourish and grow and before you eat it or you got to take care of the animals before you eat the animal like you just can't slaughter the animal and expect the meat not to be you know um tampered with because it's traumatized and there's my dog (laughs) in the background He
1: you talking about all kinds of food and stuff like that. Oh, there he go. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's 100 pound, Bernie's Mountain Dog. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's Yo. pretty big. Ooh, Trip, trip. Trip,
1: He over there. He having him a, a drink of fresh water. Right. And I, I think a lot of people would want that. Like, that's the ability to have, like, fresh foods. Like, I think, you know, you see nowadays there's a lot of push to come, like, green eat and green Uh, healthy food you know certified organic Mm -hmm. you know farm fed grass fed you know a lot of people are saying you know what we want to live long we value our health and I I can't man I'm going to I want to have like a garden I want to be able to go out pick tomatoes and you know Mm -hmm. uh, parsley and garlic and all kinds of Good stuff, and just know like this is the work from the earth that, that the fruit of that labor.
0: Yeah, the fruit of your labor, because you had to plant the seed, and you had to watch it. You have to take care of it and tend it, and watch it grow. And the better you take care of it, the better it grows. And that's just with ourselves as human beings. We evolve, we learn, we educate ourselves. Because the more we educate ourselves, or the more we push ourselves, the more we grow, the more better we become. become. Come on now, you Come know, on, no one you know picks us to, to be our, our peak. The Lord does, you know. We have a Come whole on. different will here, and people don't understand that so like I can say when you see the the time and effort the process that it took to make what you're eating the end result is the nutrition that's going in your body it's the best you, you can give it. your body right exactly so that's what I said you putting a lot of knowledge into yourself or educating yourself and, and pushing yourself with certain limits and challenging yourself like don't be comfortable like the more you push yourself you grow if you just stay in one place and you're not pushing yourself or you're not um pouring into yourself you're not going to grow let's go now let's go That's let's go coach V some of my, some of my gems yeah I used to be a coach so that's like I said all these layers I used to be a track coach I used to be a track athlete you know um, so you're you're here to pay it for it you're here to help you're here to, to to add value to pour into this this world and people and that's like I so said when we met I was so you know willing to share and we talk and we have so many interests and i you know, like hey who knows? You're touching people's lives. You're 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 bringing people to your platform to touch other people's lives. Yes. Dr. Ashley did, you know, say that she was like her goal was if she could reach one person, you know, and then it just like spiraled and scaled up and. And it it grew because what's for you? I tell people it's for you. So whatever mm-hmm. I have in my life, it's gonna be for me, you know. So I'm not in a rush to get there or or, or in a rush to do something before the next person is like that's my my journey in life, you know. Um, with the Veneta experience and the, the other things that I'm um, developing, like my cigar lounge in Atlanta, people are like, oh, when is it gonna open? The land is there; it has to be purchased. <laughs> it's almost yes. like growing, like like I said, farming. Mm-hmm. You gotta cultivate the land. You know, it's a whole process. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's things not. don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the property is down the street from Rick Ross. I listened to some of his gems he dropped. At the end of the day, he was saying, it's no time frame. He said, I'd rather it done be done correctly. If it takes a certain amount of years to get it done correctly, that's all I, you know, ask for. And that's true. You know, as we evolved in our mom's womb, God made sure we was made correctly. And, and, and we was able to come out this world, you know, um, we're here for a reason. So that's why I tell people, don't take anything for granted. You're you're not a nobody. That doesn't exist because you are here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Like your story is already written before you even flourished. You even step foot on the ground. Come your on, life man. has already been, you know, there. Yeah, you just well, got to go it. Yeah.
1: For I knew what was written about you before you were in your mother's, mother's womb. Mother's womb, yeah. So, you know, and I love that analogy that you used of when they said, hey, V, when, when's the cigar lounge going to open up? And you said it's similar to planting that seed and, and and cultivating it and cultivating it because right. you you're right the better you're pouring fertilizer into it you you you're watering it you're taking care of it when it blossoms when it when it, the fruit is ready you're going to have a strong, juicy, ready to eat fruit. Right. And you're neurosis. checking on it.
0: And see, that's another thing too. You got to check it because you can check when it's not, it's going a, a different way that you don't want it to go. You're like, oh, let me, let me put a, a, a stint right here and let me tie a little string around it. Let me give it some, some, some strength to staying in that tall. That's how we grow in our life. Oh, oh, you fell down or you failed this class. Oh, don't worry. Cause we're just going to take it again. And then we're going to add another layer of a study tool on top of that. So you can get past that hurdle. So we can, you know, get you to that next hurdle. And that's the thing. That's the journey of life. We're going to have highs and lows. And I Dr. Ashley, she talked about that too. It's like, what do you do in the, the low part of your life? How are you carrying yourself in the low part of your life? And that's why I think some people look at my lifestyle and they're like, oh, you know, nothing happens to-. No, things happen to me. It's just, I know at this point how to, to carry myself when things happen because like Dr. Ashley, I also said again, you don't want to respond, react the way they want you to react. Mm. So you want to take it in and you want to carry yourself a little bit different because I could be blocking a whole bunch of blessings because someone's watching me to see how I do stuff, say you know what i'm gonna partner with her because i like the fact that she kept her composure she didn't do what was expected of her i can work with someone like her and then that's how you're blessing to the next level it's like hey don't worry about that job i'll give you a job or you know come mm, over here we can, exactly. be, we can partner and so forth you know like a lot of people have wanted to partner with me and with my cigar lounge i speak it into existence because i know that power of life is in the (laughs) atomic. That's right. We speak it into this atmosphere and like I'm already a cigar lounge owner. You know, I went through all the business structures and getting it planted and getting it registered in Maryland and getting it registered in Georgia and so forth and I can walk Even like, you don't see my business, but I talk about it as if it's existent because I'm speaking it into, that's the seed that's planted in the universe. I'm speaking into the existence. I need to uh, um, purchase the land once I purchase the land. I need to fix the land up and figure out how I'm going to lay everything out and find builders to build the building, my vision that I want. So that all takes time, but I'm still speaking into existence. I'm still walking as if I got a business planted the seed in Atlanta, because guess what? It's going to be there. And when it's there, then people are going to be like, oh, wow, you were talking about that. Like, "Mm -hmm." because I want to speak into the existence because I know what my words could do. Every I have friends for over 25 years, they can say everything she said, she came to pass.
1: Wow. Okay. That's dope that's that's powerful and i think you know even being able to document or like record content from you know the step by step because yeah this might be a project that's couple of years in the making or a couple more years before it comes to completion but even being able to document like hey this is the foundation right here this is the sketch, this this is the design, and we're gonna have this, and, you know, I've partnered with this person and this, that, and the third, and kind of like even pinned together, it's almost like a, a mini documentary. Yeah. You know, like the, the Veneta experience, you know, the, and I, I think that would be uh, really exciting to see. Uh, from earlier, you know, when you were talking about, you know, being in corporate America, one thing I wanted to ask was when you, you were like, come in, you're professional, you know, you get the job done. It's like an athlete, but like you're the professional version. You, you're dealing right. with a lot of people, people, you know, and especially when you have built your name and your reputation, that means people expect more yeah, from you. They they and when they see that, okay, this person is competent and capable, then they're going to bring more complex projects to you they're gonna you know try and that's the way people are if they notice that it doesn't seem like when i interact with them things get done they're gonna leave they'll go find somebody else that can get the job. but if they come to you and like okay like things are happening all right they're gonna bring more and more to yeah. your plate uh how do you how do you recharge like how do you when you when you clock out <laughs> like what are some of your favorite things to do to recharge and you know get away like i don't want to hear anything it and you just going to your own, you know, uh, my world. Yeah, like I said, I'm a
0: social introvert. So like me recharging is literally I enjoy my bedroom right now. It's taken over through my son. He's in my bedroom now. He has his own bedroom, but he likes to be in my bedroom. But now like my bedroom is like my sanctuary where I'm just like, "Mm, I'm in my bed. You know, I'm surrounded by all my pillows. (laughs) I have all my electronics, even though I try to like Turn down. I think my brain doesn't turn off. So what I like to do is do spa days. I'll go to a spa and just kind of like get pampered and have someone, you know, work on me, get a massage. Um, I like candles. I drink wine. I drink my Maker's Forty Six sometimes. It just depends on the stress. Then just sometimes I'm I'm still like because I got to listen because it's so much stuff going on in my head. It's like constantly mm. like turning, and I'm like. It's funny because I'm sitting here and I have like papers in front of me. I'm constantly writing stuff down. I keep books of stuff, like information. Wow. I, yeah, and I constantly go over it and I look at stuff and I'm like, okay, I got this, I got that. You know, I'm still a paper to, I'm pen to paper type person because that's when I feel like it sticks ingrains in me more versus like typing stuff on my computer or my iPad or my telephone, on my mobile device. It's like, I need to see it. I need to mm. feel it. I need to touch it. I'm still one of those people that I have to still kind of have a connection to it. Um, so doing all that is like, okay, wind down. Sometimes I have to talk to myself, but okay, calm down. Don't do anything. Just shut up. <laughs> So, but traveling, that's where that aspect comes in. People will know me. They'll call me. Where are you at? I don't know. I thought you was Atlanta, Houston. you always on the road. But I like to drive. I like to travel. I like to let my mind, you know, those long road trips, me and the Lord are talking. And it's like, I figure out a lot of stuff when I'm like driving, getting away, wow. going to another place. So that's another way I kind of de-stress from the corporate world and um, so forth, but yeah.
1: Do, Uh, Do you feel like
0: you get your best thoughts when you're alone?
1: like, of course, like this. Of course. nobody else mm-hmm. kind of because corporate it feels like everybody's kind of like trying to get their thoughts and squeeze it in all at once
0: but then another thing too corporate is kind of like they want to tell you what to do it was like won't you just do it don't tell me what to do do not you do it because if you don't like how i'm doing it do it yourself that's how i feel mm. so it's almost mm-hmm. back to the thing if you want something done right do it yourself but those people don't have the expertise i have so they have to they need to go through me so then they try to find a way how do I go through her to make her do what I want her to do and that's where the push and pull comes in corporate and that's what becomes draining because it's like what do you want sometimes they don't even know what they want Then I'm like okay here's some options here we can either do this oh, this or this yeah so that's frustrating and then they don't want to listen to you because you're black you mm. look like this then you're black and you're pretty Ay. and you go in there and they're like <laughs> they don't expect that how can she, yeah, she be this smart because I am you know? Let's get it. Stop looking at all this. And you, you close your eyes, I don't even care. But <laughs> we're gonna get this work done, you know? So like I said, they're not used to someone looking like me um, having these conversations with them in regards to advising them on what we need to do, which impacts the organization extremely. So that's why, like I said, when me and Dr. Ashley, there's very few of us in corporate at the top. You know, they talk about diversity and inclusion. It's like, yeah, the worker bees can be any anything, you know? It's the people who, the decision makers. Like when I'm impacting a decision that they have to make, that's where we need to be at, when in the mm. boardrooms, you know, making the, the the decisions on how to move the company forward with stocks and so forth. Like, we need to sit at those tables. And there's not a, a lot of us out there sitting at those tables. They don't even want me to sit at the table because they know all the information I'm gathering and what I can analyze yeah. and spit back because people tell me stuff. And I'm like, well, such and such has said this. So we need to get an eye because it can impact our organization, you know, with a reputational risk. So we need to jump in front of that. Wow. So sometimes I am the fly on the ball or sometimes I'm the, the lion in the room having to, to make the decision. You know, very rarely they'll let say out loud, What are your thoughts, Vanetta? Very few people ask me that because I'm like, do you really want to (laughs) know? Do you really want to know? (laughs) So that's the the, the case. But if they bring more people like me and the Dr. Ashley's in these boardrooms to make these decisions that impact their, their money, their finances, their bottom line, you know, they can even have more money, you know, but the fact that with our history and color, you know, just racism in the workplace, it's hard to do that. And then me being a woman on top of that, you know? So it's like my counterparts that make the same amount of money in me or whatever, they, you know, they probably make more money than me, but I do more of the work. That's the place I'm like, well, let let, let Tim do it. Like, you paying Tim more than you paying me? Go ahead and let Tim, Tim do it. Exactly. You know, Tim be looking at me like, oh, what you was going to do for that? No. Like, I'm tired of doing other people's work. So that's why we I have such an entrepreneur spirit. Like I said, it's been innate from my grandfather, you know, down the line. I teach that to my children as well. You know, I'm like, don't go out here and work for someone. Use your talents to work for yourself. Me having already took on the brunt of corporate America, making a lot of money, you know, being an entrepreneur, my kids can live the lifestyle, you know, and I can enjoy the lifestyle too. Like I tell people, It's my life, I live a different lifestyle, a luxury lifestyle, like we can have the things that we say we have. You know, um, you can drive around in a nice car. You can live in a nice place. You can have amenities, a swimming pool, a clubhouse, you know, activities to do, a community you live in that's acceptable of you and don't just tolerate you. You know, we live in a great community. My kids are welcome. They don't feel like, oh, I'm not liked or, you know, someone's coming for me or why's a cop trying to pull me over every time I just walk to Starbucks? You know, they don't have those Types, uh, stereotypes in their head they can just be kids and mm. like I said I grew up like that just being a kid I didn't have to have all these stereotypical norms so it's just like be. they can be their authentic selves and grow and cultivate and become who God wants them to become through entrepreneurship you know I tell them why go out work for someone when you're going to work for your mom Hey, work for someone who loves you right there. then work for someone who don't care about you because as soon as you don't show up at work on time they're going to fire you as soon as you don't do what they want you to do they're going to fire you Why would you want to go through that headache for a wife when we can have sit here and plan and get you to a path of working for yourself? You know, my daughter, she'll start her LLC next year. She wants to take over the nail business I had a couple of years ago in uh, North Carolina. I had a business partner. Um, He's he's Asian and most Asian men do not do business with black women, number one. So like I said, who I am in my life, I end up breaking the norms or the stereotypes I ended up. You know, partner with his man, investing in his nail business and so forth, and helping him out and learning. Because I've been getting my nails done since I was 15, so why not get a piece of this nail industry? Exactly. And then my daughter's seeing that and she's like, oh, I want to do nails. So I bought her all the nail stuff and she's been practicing on her own nails. And then next year she'll start doing other people's nails and then start growing and pouring into her knowledge, showing her different places he's actually going to... Um, do an apprenticeship with her this summer, you know those type of things. It's cultivating your child, and I feel like you know, as um, entrepreneurs, and then you have that time. Like COVID, you gave us a whole year and yeah. almost a half to get it together, like reset. <laughs> they put this thing out here, but it's also like, hey, wake up! Like, do you want to continuously work for someone to get a pension check? Someone said you're going to make fifteen hundred dollars for the rest for retirement. I can't live off of fifteen hundred dollars now, let alone that for retirement. No, exactly. my expenses total over 4K a month. I'm definitely gonna need more in retirement. So just having that mindset as you speak upon, you want more for yourself, you wanna do better. So that retirement from the government or a corporation, and like I said, the company can go bankrupt and they not don't have to give you your, your pension or don't have to give you your retirement. Now what you're going to do? You've been banking on that little bit of money. Now you got to do something else or you got to go back into the workforce and keep working. Who want work? That's why you see so many people at Walmart or at yep. you know these places because they That's had to go right. back into the workforce or That's right. you know figure this stuff out. But it's like you could have easily been an entrepreneur and then in 20 years, you still could have got there and you could have been bringing in the money and letting the company work for you, you know, your company work for you and then sell it and then live off of that money. You know, so it's yeah. like thinking in that that regard. And, and that that something. that thought that
1: you just outlined in the last two, three minutes, very few people understand that, especially in our community of course and when you do go to the walmarts and you do go to the giants and you do go to these Mm -hmm. places it's a lot of times people of color a lot older and you're saying to yourselves how did they how did she how did he end up in this situation punching holes in people's receipts you know and it's like yeah it's kind of like man that's somebody's grandpa that's somebody's grandma right there but it all comes down to that if you had that knowledge because if they could go back in time and they had that information, they would have definitely, you know, moved about strategically um, to position themselves to get to a place whereby A, the business is running on its own or B, you know, they've sold it or C, you know, they've partnered with something that is bringing them uh, dividends because the, the smart people, they build those assets that pour into them that allow them to have that disposable income versus people that are literally
0: sacrificing time for money directly Correct. so that's the thing we have to maximize our time we have here so that's why it's so important to to see the talents that you have and say okay let me figure this out I know business I know IT I know all this so I have a, my company BK tech management solutions and our help I've had ever since I was in college I was doing the same stuff talking to small business owners talking and saying hey how's your structure set up did you register with this the state you're in you know what type of the, like asking these questions that they wouldn't even th- think to ask themselves. And I'm like, see, this is why this is important, you know? And that's my part of paying it forward with people, having them understand like, hey, have a business and make sure it's structured correctly. That's why so many people miss out on these PPP loans because they, have a business, but it wasn't registered or they didn't update their registration with the state. So the state didn't acknowledge them. They didn't have financials um, recorded properly to show that like, hey, I am a legit business. I've been paying taxes and so forth. Some people were operating hobbies and calling them businesses and they're not structural businesses. So it's like, hey, you need to do this. It's A filing fee is $100. The, the registered is X, Y, and Z, like n- be business um, pour into some business um, intelligence and figure it out or hire somebody like myself as a consultant to come in and see what you need and get it done because that might not be your, your expertise. You know, hire an accountant, hire a lawyer, hire an auditor. Like I tell people, me being an auditor, I need to make sure your lawyer and your accountant is working on your behalf because so many people do trust their accountant and then their accountant is still so comfortable that they lack saying, hey, you missed this tax break here because they were so lax in the report that they had with that person and no one was checking behind them Mm. to see if you were maximizing my money so when you hire an auditor we're gonna go in and we're gonna check the financials we're going and we're gonna have that uh, um, right to do it by you you'll let your people know and your team hey I have someone coming in they're gonna check some stuff out for me because you need to have those checks and balances in place exactly too. and people don't miss a lot of money because they don't hire the right people or they don't hire the people at all to help make the moves to scale their business up or down and a lot of people get hurt and burnt so it's like hey Pay for the knowledge upfront, get it done correctly. Then that way you just do checkups from time to time. Um, I got a friend now; I'm helping him um, come out of a tax situation because his tax accountant failed to do tax planning in Q4. That would have avoided him paying more taxes when it came to his um, profits that he ended up getting. So I said, yeah, you, you should have had a meeting. Hey, it's Q4, let's check some numbers out, see if we're on target to minimize our tax liability. And that's what people want to do. Like, You're not going to not pay taxes, like I tell people. You're not going to not pay taxes, but what you want to do, you want to lower your tax liability where you're not paying so much in taxes because you're going to pay. <laughs> you're going to pay in life. You just don't want to pay a lot. You know. That's why I want to hear exactly. about. Uh, he, who sh- I should not name, our former president, and he wasn't paying tax a certain amount of taxes. Yeah, because he was reducing his tax liability. And that's the getting, system. Right, he wasn't getting caught, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, those are some schools that, like I said, we didn't know in our family. I've been doing my taxes since I was 16, so wow. I know what to do, and I went to school for it, and I've worked on corporate ta- taxes as corps, and C corps, and all that stuff, so I know what it entails. And I tell people, everyone should have a business. Your family should just have a business, just have a business, run a lot of stuff through. My kids have um, Paul's Walking Co. I created um, a year ago for them. They wanted a dog. I was like, oh, you want a dog? Dog's a lot of responsibility. This is what you're going to be able to do. However, it costs too. So I created a dog walking business for our community, pet sitting for our community. Um, COVID hit. We weren't able to utilize it a lot. However, I also partner with um, someone who sold part- pet products that I could mm-hmm. like get and write it off on the business as well. So it's things like that you can do, and it's legit. You know, but it's also teaching them at an early age to work for themselves and they see the fruits of their labor when they get that money and they're like, ooh, guess what? Now you're a consumer. My daughter want to go spend it. She like products. She want to mm-hmm. go buy every single product, and I'm like, "Why don't you just create your own products? Why are you buying everybody else's products? Take that money, buy the product, the the, the byproduct you need to create the product you want instead of giving them their money, exactly. And you buying their products, so I'm it's like I'm birthing a, a consumer. And I said, "Well, if you want to be a consumer, come on, be a, a smart one and at that. You know, these are the things that you need to know. So you see it's that it's difficult in your for head. them to
1: see that. It's difficult of because course. the the conditioning from society is so powerful to give them the consumer's mindset, but you being mature and having been through all of that, you can see it from miles away versus them just being like, oh, she don't want me to spend my money.
0: Right. And like my son, he was looking at Minions yesterday and it came on TV. We hardly watch TV. So he's using it on a computer, on YouTube, or Roblox. And yeah. he was like, ooh, the Minions is on. Let me watch this. So then commercial break comes and he's like, oh mom, I want this. I'm like tuning him out like... <laughs> How about you create it? How about you? I'm not giving my money to. Well, maybe even
1: a good challenge is hey, you have to build something to produce maybe half of the money, and then I'll give you the other half.
0: Look he needed to figure out this coding since he is on a computer. He's self-taught. I homeschool him. He has learned a lot. Like He even takes my old Amazon boxes and creates stuff because I don't want oh. him any more toys because he tears them up. So I'm like, well, have something that you can can create and use over and over again because I'm tired of paying the money and you tearing up the toys. You know, He likes wow. Legos and so forth, but then he loses all the Legos, but then he'll build a nice Lego piece. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you want to do what you want to do. So it's like he's seven, but mm. I'm still talking to him and putting that in his like planting the seed in his head so as he grows and he keeps hearing these seeds he's like my mom talking she nagging me Trump. they're gonna grow they're gonna they're not gonna flourish when i want them to because hey that would be great if, if it was this microwave society i put something in and i get what i want in return <laughs> so over time it's developing just like my daughter she ended up doing straight a's this last quarter of her school didn't never had straight a's before she had struggles and so forth. But I said, you gotta figure this out. I mean I did all my schoolwork. I'm not here to do your schoolwork. So now she can see the fruits of her labor. Like, oh if I I said well what changed this time? Hmm, you doing your work huh? Yeah. And then she was to listen and help from the teacher. That's what you're supposed to do. Ask questions. Open your mouth. You know they're here to help. If you just sit and don't do anything, guess what? You're gonna see some non-results like (laughs) at all. That's right. (laughs) Because when you don't do anything there's a result there. (laughs) It might not be the one you like. It'll be a result for not doing something because you didn't intend to the um, assignment the task and, and and do it cultivate it and produce, you know, the fruits of your labor, of, which is getting an A, the saying that you master that that task, you know. This is, I told her, this is your life. You don't have to go to college. That's like, that's a privilege to go to college. Like, you don't have to. That's not, like, you don't graduate college. That's something that, you know, we have to pay for. So if you want to go, you have to do stuff before you get to college. <laughs> you just don't automatically go to college. So she didn't understand that. And I said, well, your grades are your, you ticket ticking into college. You know, it's like almost, you know, getting into, um, a seat at the table in corporate America, you know, if like you haven't been doing good in school, don't expect to go to this I have a League school and then get picked up by like one of the top ten companies in the you know in the world. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> All that takes time to cultivate, pour into you, invest into yourself to get to that level. And that's what you're trying to attain. Or like I said, have your own business. You still have to have a skill set, figure out what you like to do, pour into it, study, get into it practice, 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 perfect yourself. And someone will buy the end product or someone buy the end product of your service, you know? So,
1: yeah. And I think the next generation needs that cultivation because the opportunity is greater than ever. But at the same time, things that destroy people, that destroy mindsets, that have people end up not having anything to show for their time on earth has become right. greater. There's more distractions. People tickety-tocketing, tockety-ticketing. And, and TikTok
0: and, and, and then YouTube and YouTube-ing watching and Netflix flicking yep. and double tapping exactly. on Instagram because they're exactly. watching other people do stuff. You sit there and watch that person live their life. You can come watch the Veneta experience. Come watch me on my journey let me live, live my life. You can come see me and you know, it's, it's all good. Just support me Just just send me a cash app, you know, follow me on all my social media. <laughs> It's all good. It's people for that to just be spectators and it's all exactly. good. I know I'm not going to be a spectator cuz I know I'm the the captain of my life and I know I can maneuver the way I need to be and, and God is all shifted <laughs> the way he needs to be uh, amen, but I'm going to yeah. be putting in some work <laughs> to get there, you know, and not just sit back and just let things happen and watch stuff like Ooh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Exactly. Like, I like to have awareness of what's going on, but at the same time, I'm gonna be making moves to to um create what's going on. So. Exactly. And th- this society that we live
1: in is extremely competitive. Like you, we live, and I don't think people understand the competitiveness, the nature of this society. And more than that, like you're saying, making these moves because if you're spectating and you're watching and you're not necessarily where you need to be in life or have things built or have things going for you, don't forget there's a company out there putting together a plan for you as to how they're going to take them your money from you and add it to what they got going on like and i think you know it's interesting because we were talking earlier about those people that you know they end up walking at walmart you see them at you know Giant, you see them at safeway and it's like all this time that we have you know how do you best use that time to position yourself so that when that future because the future is going to come like that is going to come right but when you when it does come you've done well or you've set you you set up some things for yourself that is placing you in a position Position. of right exactly success positioning because that's one thing we don't think about is like when you're watching and consuming all this stuff that means you're helping those people position how you think about them in their minds and right. your minds too as well. I I don't think there's nothing wrong, but make sure that you where you wanna be and right. where you wanna be positioned in life too as well. And it's, it's kinda exciting because I think what's gonna happen is there's a lot of people paying attention to entrepreneurship. There's an explosion of entrepreneurship right. within the black community. Younger and younger people are starting to tap into it. And we're, we're gonna be seeing more and more black millionaires, but at younger and younger English, ages. Right. Um, the distribution of wealth is so massive now. You got things like Shopify, online e-commerce. People make. Yeah, you got Amazon
0: partner up with people, and it's like the stuff you buy, other people like buying it too. So if you get like a million people buying the stuff you buy, guess what? They're gonna pay you for it. Why not tap into that? Why not maximize your time and your resources that you have here? Because you don't ever know when you're gonna go and I just want to make sure I leave you know I know you talk about having a being a a legend and having a legacy that you leave behind how are you impacting the next generation and so forth and then you start with yourself and then you start with your you know your community the children that you have and so forth and you know you create things you know um like I said you educate yourself you read um insurance is important you know um I used to be a millionaire at a time. And I tell people it's hard to keep that, you know, maintaining your assets, ensuring that you have income, tr- multiple income streams to um, sustain your millionaire status. You know, that's why I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm aiming for a multi-millionaire status. I needed me falling short. Short is like at the end is like a millionaire. I don't want to be a thousandaire anymore. Five figures and so <laughs> forth, six figures. That's I need right. the seven and eight, nine figures to be like, OK, now I'm comfortable. Now I can do certain things, but at the same time, in my life of making my six figures now, is maximizing that. And then I'm able to cultivate into my children, pour into my kids, and they can watch me and we can enjoy the fruits of my labor and as I'm still planting other seeds. You know, on the fruits that I'm eating now, it's because I planted those seeds a long time ago. So I can reap those benefits now and live in a uh, luxury living in environment. And my kids can travel every month with me and, you know, um, educate them on my own and not just rely on the school system and the school telling them this or exactly. putting them somewhere. And only hearing certain things, it's like no, you can you can have the life that you want, whatever life you choose to have, that's what you can have, and that's what I teach my children. Like my daughter, she doesn't want what I what I have. She's like, she's she, she want to be simpler, more more than me. And I'm like, look, do what makes you happy. Do
1: you, know, you boo
0: boo? Yep. Do what makes you happy, but make sure you don't really need me that much to make you happy. Like, because mommy's not gonna be cutting them checks, you know, for too long. You know, I want you to self be self sustaining, you know, um, and and stand on your own and use your talents, you know, whatever that could be, you know. So it's things like that. Like I, I don't force my kids to do what I do. You know, I just give them options to say, hey, you can do this this this. Oh, there's a lot of routes out here you can do yes. just make sure you're accountable for the route you take and don't look back and point no finger because when you're pointing, guess what another finger is pointing right back, back at, at you me.
1: that's right that's right nah like, this, you
0: this, gotta this. eat that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this has been an awesome um pop. and th- your mind it seems like you are a natural nurturer you, l- you nurture yeah. Two sides of you know the business individuals, the IT, and you nurture them so that solutions like the fruit can be those solutions that blossom that you know people are able to eat on both sides. Nurturing other people's businesses, nurturing, uh, and as we begin to wrap up, I just wanted to ask you know what are some other ventures or businesses that you're kind of, you know, working on now in your spare time, like, you know, where's the Veneta experience going to? with your head <laughs> at next?
0: So, yeah, like I said, the Veneta experience is the personal brand of my life, and who knows where my journey is. I just came off of Houston for Houston's first annual Cigar Week, and I made a lot wow. of connections there, but um, the Veneta experience, I'm on Clubhouse, so if you're on Clubhouse app, um, look me up, the Veneta experience, you'll see me. I had do a Clubhouse at 10 8, um, Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that I might talk about what happened in my week or what's going on with like um, a current event or something like that. And then on um, Wednesday mornings, I do espresso with the Banana Experience. I like drinking espresso. I like coffee. I'm like, hey, grab a tea, coffee. You know, Hey, if you want to do a line of cocaine, whatever your business, that's your business at 10 AM, that's your business. But my rooms run a long time because people pop in. They talk about stuff. Um, I don't have a designated um, topic because sometimes it's hard to like, oh, how can I contribute to this topic? So I'm like, Clubhouse has a lot of interests out there and topics and my room is almost like, come in, hang out. Let's all get to know each other. Let's all benefit from each other. Let's all, you know, share so we can know the individual people that we're um, doing. Because there's so many people capping out in here. Me, I'm very transparent. I don't have a problem sharing sharing with anyone my ups and downs And in, in that case. Um, I'm here. Like I said, I'm an information sharer. I'm going to share information whether it's good, bad, or ugly. So just coming down the pipeline, I'm continuously being a clubhouse superstar. I go to other people's rooms. They know me out in these clubhouse streets. They bring me on stage because they know when I'm going to speak, This is going to be some gym that drop for a lot of people and I'm appreciative of that you know I don't believe in just to be talking to be talking I'd rather talk with some substance that you can walk away with in the conversation and that's something that I experience a lot of people try to tend to think it's, it's something else what well, they can but it's still part of my life and at the end of the day it's information I'm sharing with that person that they can take and hold value so I'm working on a pipeline where I'm going to be creating a fitness track line Um, I kind of want to wear my own clothes now so like (laughs) I've had some interior designer um, classes in high school that I'm going to be using to help with my track fitness line coming up and the Olympics is coming up so it's like the excitement there because I used to be a former track runner actually a Maryland State Championship um, track runner and so I'm going to be working on that and then the um, company later on this year I'm going to be going into the trucking industry um, with um, those logistics in Georgia um, having a trucking company like I tell people even though the the pie is so big you know mm-hmm. it's like they have so many hairstylists and so many fast food places you know so your company coming up is just what makes you different and what people want to gravitate and work towards you that you're going to be able to get a piece of that pie uh, from like i said it's perseverance you need multiple streams of income so i'm hoping to attain that i might have to jump back into corporate for a little while leverage that money like i tell people being a I don't have, I wasn't born with a whole lot of capital, but the capital I do obtain, that's what I use to funnel uh, fuel my businesses. So I was like, use corporate America to get the stuff that you want out like, you know, I get a nice bag from them. I make well over six figures and I use it wisely. It's dispersed all over. So I can maintain those multiple streams of income. I can live the lifestyle that I choose with travel. Taking care of my kids and um, enjoying life and paying it forward. So that's where yeah, the net yeah. experience is. At.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think it gets any more better than that. And I love the fact that you, you're such a deep thinker too, as well. Because and I think people probably will not realize that when they first meet you, but then over time, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like the way she thinks about it, like like I need to be around her more. Like you know, like I feel like people will be drawn to you because they like the, the quality of your thoughts are uh, so nurturing. They're so um, positive too, as well. Yeah, I think so. it's the
0: delivery. It took a time, it took, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> I think um, that's where, like it's just say with age, you know, you, you learn, you experience a lot in life and then you be able to learn like the finesse. And that's what's like objective of me in life is how to take my knowledge and information and share it with someone where the delivery is receptive. You know, mm-hmm. people are easy to receive it and it's not harsh or it's not like a telling because I'm a type person, don't be telling me <laughs> anything. Like I'm like, mm, don't be telling me nothing. Like, um, but you can present the information in a way of you're, you're sharing, you're, you're cultivating, you're, you're pouring into that person versus st- stabbing at the person. That it almost feels like they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. It's like, no, you're not doing anything you're not supposed to be doing, but hey, try this suggestion or consider this. That's about it.
1: Wow. That's, that's slick, That that is, that's interesting. I like that.
0: <laughs> but don't be out here trying to finesse people and manipulate them to get what you want, you know? I tell them oh, that, man. that that backfires on you too, but it's just all in a way, your delivery. So, you know, um, I practice that in life. When you meet people, you know, find a way where you, your commonality and share the information, they'll be more receptive to hear it.
1: All right, all right, all right. My mastermind is you. Heard it from <laughs> V herself, aka the king and the queen.
0: Mm, oh right. man,
1: thank you for thank you. thank you for being you, first of all, and I going through it. all the years with you know learning and experience and persevering and not giving up on yourself and not giving up on people around you. So that that's super amazing, especially being a uh, woman of color in America.
0: Yep. So I All appreciate right. this platform. This time, I have it you. Like I said, we we're still going to be in touch.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Any last words to the listeners, to the viewers? Uh, anything you want to get off your
0: chest? Um, yeah, sure. As always, um, so I always have something to to leave behind. But um, like I said, be who you are. Um, it's in a world of so many um, people that you want to aspire to be, just be, aspire to be yourself, like be the best Inspire version of you yourself, um, that you can be because people interact with you and they walk away with, with you know, you, how you impacted them, not the, the Kim Kardashians of the world or, you know, other people that you're trying to see every day and be like, just be yourself. You have your own unique talents and gifts that makes you you. So be you at the end of the day no matter how cliche it sounds like just be you find your authentic self and just live in your authentic self and that's what I do and I think that's why my people gravitate so much towards my personal brand so I too will be having a podcast that I'll keep you posted on I'm up that's here good. trying to create my website like I'm doing it myself because um, I do have that expertise it's just that's something I really don't like doing I'm not a creative but I'm coming into my creative juices because that's it's cool. cost effective <laughs> so much smart. my my um, Platforms out there, I can um, keep you posted so people can figure out where I'm gonna be next, what I'm hosting, you know, what's coming down the pipeline, um, you know, to to link up. I'm on Facebook, but I'm maxed out on Facebook, so definitely follow me on um, uh, Instagram at the Bonetta Experience. So that's a at sign T H E. V as in Victory O-N-E-T-T-A experience. E X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. So definitely follow me, inbox me. Um, it's private, but I confirmed the uh, um, once I start looking to do my due diligence, I'll accept the request. But definitely follow me on the, the Vanetta Experience on Instagram and from there. I'm also on TikTok, but I'm just on there to alert. <laughs> so I don't oh many do TikToks. So I think I got three, two out, two or three up there, but oh, yeah, you gotta um, bust
1: some movie, yeah.
0: You know, I, I know. See, I don't even like dance. I, I got one. I'm walking because I used to, to do some fashion shows. So I have a little TV that you can walk. And then um, this summer, the streets is calling my name. Hey, <laughs> so hey the, street. the, streets the streets is streets calling, are calling, my calling my name. My name. <laughs> exactly. Going to the streets. The streets, <laughs> the streets are calling is calling my, my name. name. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with <laughs> going to the streets because the streets is helping me network and help continuously building my brand. The experience. So I'm not um, mad at being on the streets. You got to sit here and plug, plug. But, you know I'm pretty sure there's some <laughs> services that I can um help people exactly with. exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> all right man my masterminders I'm gonna leave all the links y'all know where to find her at T-H-E-V-O-N-E-T-T-A experience yeah. the Veneta experience follow her on Instagram man we're excited
0: excited to see yeah, what I'm you excited. got in store yeah, or maybe I follow um, full circle, uh, six months or a year, see where I'm at. Do it. Do it. Absolutely. All right.
1: Until next time, my masterminders is another episode of Mastermind Your Life hey i appreciate you for listening to the mastermind your life podcast again don't forget to follow me on instagram t-o-l-u dot and blow up my inbox man i need to hear your suggestions feedback people i need to interview next topics i need to cover again i appreciate all y'all and while you're at it you might as well go to apple and drop that review let's get it Rah.